Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. The following podcast is a production of the Factual Data Creations Facility. Hello and welcome back to the OFNT Podcast, episode 153, which I'm calling Winner Amongst Us. Well, the results of the great microphone shootout are in. The results are... Nobody cares. I received exactly zero responses concerning the three different mics I used over the last three episodes. So, I... Chose one myself. The surprise, at least to me, winner is the Electrovoice RE320. I'll detail how I came to my decision in the podcast news section. Tech news. More bad news for the tech sector as yet another company has announced layoffs this week. This time it's OG search engine Yahoo who will cut 1,600 jobs, which equals 20% of the company's total workforce. I use a Yahoo Mail, but I don't know about you, but I haven't used or even thought about their search engine in years. Susan Wohicki, CEO of YouTube, is stepping down after nine years. She announced this in a letter to employees. Ms. Wohicki is a 25-year veteran of the Big G and was the company's 16th employee. She will remain with Google in an advisory capacity. She stated in her letter that she is stepping down to focus on her family, health, and personal projects. There has been conjecture that this decision to step down was taken because of a House of Representatives panel, which announced they would subpoena big tech executives as they investigate censorship. I don't really agree with this, as she could still be subpoenaed, regardless of current employment status within big tech. Witness the grilling of former Twitter executives last week. I believe she's indeed stepping down for the reasons she has given. Some researchers are alleging that Microsoft's ChatGPT, 
does indeed have a certain political bent. While asking the chatbot to compose a poem praising former President Donald Trump, You're fired. the bot refused to do so. But upon asking the AI to compose the same for current President Biden, Come on, man. it dutifully complied. When asked to define a woman, the chatbot returned that the term woman is a gender identity. What? Well, I guess that definition could be considered accurate in these times. Gender and biological sex are not the same thing, however. Perhaps the question should have been, define a female human. I guess this proves that AI is only as good as who coded and established the rules governing it and decides the parameters, which in my opinion, can be abused to fit a particular agenda, be it right or left, which in my opinion is a very, very dangerous development. Meanwhile, Meta, new name, but just the same old Facebook, have reinstated former President Donald Trump's Instagram and Facebook accounts. The general public's reaction to this so far has been, who cares? Foxconn, Apple's largest hardware manufacturing partner, has just announced it's constructing a huge new factory in the country of Vietnam. The new factory is expected to manufacture MacBooks, a first for the country, where AirPods, Apple Watches, and iPads are currently being made. Apple has been looking to move manufacturing out of China because of supply chain issues, riots at Foxconn facilities, and the Communist Party's draconian COVID China. lockdown policies. I guess that agreement Tim China. Apple signed with the Communist Party a few years ago wasn't the win-win he thought it would be. And to close out this week's tech news, Apple is rumored to be about to release a 15.5-inch screened MacBook Air this spring. This new model is supposedly to come powered by the company's M2 or M2 Pro chip. Your choice. It might also not be called a MacBook Air. It may just be called a MacBook. Either way, this will likely be my next laptop. If the price isn't too Apple-ish, <clears throat> I'd probably go for the standard M2 chip and upgrade the standard drive and maybe the RAM. This would fit my needs perfectly. The larger screen would be easier on my eyes, and the new Magic Keyboards Apple equips their new computers with are easier on my arthritic hands, which would allow me to type longer in one sitting than my current butterfly-equipped Air and Pro allow me to do now. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. It's time for some tech I'm using. You know, I'm getting very tired of the volume of junk mail I receive on my Microsoft Outlook email account. I receive countless emails daily warning me that my McAfee virus protection has expired or that I have a package awaiting delivery amongst many, many other scams. I don't get these types of emails with my Gmail, Yahoo, or iCloud email accounts. You know, maybe Microsoft should use the artificial intelligence behind ChatGPT to filter these junk emails out. <laughs> Unless some of the coders behind ChatGPT are in on these scams. <laughs> a new feature of Mac OS that I have just noticed and that I find handy is a calendar-based notification which displays in a part of the screen display that you actually will notice and won't quickly dismiss. This type of notification is not new, but 
Before, it would show up in the upper right corner of the screen, an annoying area, at least to me, and make you want to just get rid of it with the contents of the alert, in my case, quickly forgotten. The new display space is in the lower right of the window you are currently working in. Not a big improvement, but hey, an improvement all the same. Entertainment news. Well, it's bad news for the House of Mouse, better known as Disney, as the company has laid off 7,000 workers, some 3% of its total workforce. That's after suffering major monetary losses. The company's Disney Plus streaming service has lost over 2.4 million paying subscribers. Disney also cut its content creation budget by $3 billion. This will have an effect on future movie and television production. I have previously subscribed to Disney Plus, but with no young children in the household, the only thing I was watching on the channel was The Mandalorian, which I and I alone in my house enjoyed. With my, at the time, looming retirement and the second season of The Mandalorian concluding, I came to the realization I could do without watching that show, The Mandalorian, and thus, the whole Disney Plus service. Continuing with Disney, there is some what I would consider good news. Actor Tim Allen has been rehired to provide the voice of cartoon character Buzz Lightyear, better known around here as Buzz Likely as my son John referred to him when he was just a wee lad. <laughs> this follows Disney casting actor Chris Evans in place of Alan as the voice of the character for that box office disaster, Lightyear movie. Mr. Allen will return as Buzz Lightyear's voice in the upcoming Toy Story 5 movie. It's time for a break. You may or may not hear a advertisement. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Podcast News. The podcast New Media Show's host, who is also the CEO of Blueberry Podcast Hosting Service, warns that the ongoing trend of major podcasts moving their shows over to YouTube is not the slam dunk most of them think it is. He stated while your show can get kicked off the Apple and Spotify indexes, all it takes is one complaint to have your YouTube channel demonetized, making all your hard work you put into your show all for nothing. Hmm, I know that feeling very well. <laughs> Besides being demonetized, the algorithm will no longer recommend your channel and no one will discover you. The process to reverse this is not an easy one either, or so I hear. Well, you know when the celebrity podcast space is oversaturated, when the headlines of news articles in the Podcasting Business Journal newsletter are the following. First one, another act of launches. And then, later on, even Ice-T has a podcast. These headlines appeared in two recent editions of the PBJ newsletter. The first announcing that actor Paul Giamatti will host a new podcast dealing with the paranormal called Chinwag, while the actor and former rapper Ice-T is launching a pop culture-themed show. And here I thought the celebrity rush towards podcasts were cooling off. No, dear, that's wrong. The big rumor around the podcasting world is about Joe Rogan. Get high. 
Still the number one no. show in the United States with some 11 million listeners. And a rumor says that he will be leaving Spotify later this year as his contract with him expires. Spotify denies it, stating that Mr. Rogan's contract doesn't expire this year at all. So far, Mr. Rogan has been silent on the subject. No time will tell if this rumor is true or not. While recording episode 152, I used the neat King B2 microphone. The King B is a condenser-style mic which works best in a sound-treated recording space. My recording space is unfortunately not of that type. While the audio sounded great in my headphones while I was recording the episode, upon playing it back for editing, a horrible echo was evident, making what I had recorded, well, to my ears at least, unlistenable. This echo was caused by the numerous hard surfaces which inhabit my recording space, reflecting the sound back into the microphone. I debated switching mics and recording the episode over again, but remembered and hastily scanned my various audio software plugins that I had available. The only one that I thought could help, Isotope's RxD Reverb, was never used on any of my productions previously. I ran RxD Reverb and nervously awaited the results. Well, I think they speak for themselves. Gone were the echoes, and I was left with, in my opinion, very, very usable audio. Thinking I was onto something, I tested my dynamic mics with the plugin, but the results were, oh, let's just say, not good. The plugin made the audio sound weird and unusable when used with the dynamic style mics. Anyway, Isotope's D Reverb plugin save episode 152. Yay! And the day. I decided to make the Electro Voice EV320 the main mic for the OFNT podcast going forward. I arrived at this decision because, though it has an elevated high end that annoys me, it presents a modern sound and has more clarity than the Rode Procaster, which I think tries to emulate the sound of a Shure SM7B but kind of fails. The RE320 can be made to sound smoother than the Rode, and so for now I'll be recording with it. This doesn't mean that the Procaster will never be used again. I might tire of the RE320 and switch back. While the neat King B2 used in episode 152 sounded the best in my opinion, the post-recording processing is more in-depth and can result in errors. What do you think? Yes, no rant this week again. It's story time instead. I wasn't going to talk about this subject, but decided to do so anyway. It might just prove therapeutic for me. So here we go. Unfortunately, I had a death in my family last week. My mother passed away at the age of 88. She was undergoing rehab in a nursing facility and died in her sleep. She was also suffering from Alzheimer's disease and didn't even know who I was, which kind of hurt. However, she was in good spirits, able to laugh and interact with people, though she thought she was at a train station and would ask you what your destination was while starting a conversation. I received the call last Saturday at around 4.30 a.m., knowing that phone calls at that time of day aren't usually good news. My first instinct after the fog of receiving the news was to notify my work. Then I remembered that I was retired. I met my sister at the funeral home that afternoon to make the arrangements. We decided on a one-day wake on the following Wednesday to allow far-flung relatives the time to make their way here, 
with their burial following on Thursday. Most of my mother's friends and relatives had preceded her in passing, hence the decision to limit the wake to just one day. The funeral home charges amounted to just over $10,000. I dislike wakes, preferring to remember the person as they were when alive rather than the husk we become upon dying. I was dreading the event. I had to buy a new suit for the funeral, and that turned out to be harder than I thought it would be. I could find a jacket that fit, but not the matching pants, and vice versa. About to give up in panic, I came upon a display rack of suits separate from the others and was able to find a matching set that, though not perfect, would just have to do. I was stunned at the $500-plus price I paid for maybe a mid-tier quality garment. Though I was dreading the wake, it did turn out well as I reconnected with relatives and friends I hadn't seen for a long time. The family gathered the next morning to say our goodbyes to my mother and we headed over to the church for the Mass, which we were charged $1,300 for. I took offense at this because my mother had faithfully attended this particular church for well over 50 years and generously donated to it over those years. After the Mass, we made our way to the National Cemetery where she would be laid to rest next to my father, a military veteran. My father's ceremony lasted about an hour with an honor guard from Customs and Border Protection and the military. Though I knew my mother wouldn't be afforded an honor guard, I didn't think the ceremony would only last about ten minutes before we were instructed to vacate the area to make way for another burial. The death of loved ones don't affect me until the funeral process is finished. It rained heavily that evening, and I was unable to sleep as I tossed and turned, thinking of my poor mother, alone in that rain. I also realized that, like everything, death is a business where there's money to be made. Well, thanks for listening to this depressing tale. Like I stated earlier, talking about this out loud is somehow therapeutic for me. The music is playing, and this episode ends on that sad note. Hope you enjoyed the episode. I enjoyed making it for you. If you like what you heard, you can make a donation using the link in the show notes. Any and all donations will be appreciated. You can always reach me at OFNTPodcast at gmail.com if you're so inclined. I'd enjoy hearing from you. I really would. Remember, don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. If you're finished listening, do me a solid and get off my lawn. Stay skeptical. Take care, Elizabeth. Godspeed. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.